The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. And today is June 2nd, 2021, and we have our latest entry in our string of, because it's a long string, obviously, uh, uh, string of user requested or listener pardon me listener requested episodes and this week it's brought to us by a good friend of mine my friend caitlin campbell who is also my manager at work so i feel like this episode's partly an obligation for my own job security but (laughs) again i'll refer to the disclaimer at the beginning of the show that we always (laughs) post uh but thank you caitlin for uh submitting the suggestions always nice because we have our own, like, bubble of movies that we mm-hmm. want to talk about, I feel like. Yeah. And we try to be varied, but at the end of the day, we're going to have Batman, a giant monkey, or a superhero. It's, it's one or the other will typically happen. Maybe a, maybe a cowboy. <laughs> maybe, but Every now and then, as, 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 if it's a cowboy or something different rolls around later on, but right now it's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. But it's nice, yeah, it is nice to, to have other... Uh, insight from, or t- just to have someone from the outside of this bubble give us a double feature. But before we get into any of that, obviously, gotta ask, how are you doing? I'm fine. Um, it was very direct. You know, is it w- yes, I'm <laughs> fine. Okay, you don't need to ask me again. Okay, I'm fine. Listen, listen. <laughs> if I wasn't on a podcast, I wouldn't be going on and on for like five, ten minutes about something. Because <laughs> normally, I like to just be to the point. Like, yes. No, maybe, whatever. That's that is a daily uh, thing, though. It is kind of funny. Like sometimes I'll like I'll expect like a full answer from you, and you're just like, "Cool." <laughs> like, oh, Joey, I I got this stuff. Which one do you like? I'm like, that's fine. That works. <laughs> I'm like, uh huh, okay. <laughs> like I remember, I remember one time, okay, in college, the professor had like this assignment. Right? Mm-hmm. They never specified the length of it. And um, I was direct with my answer. It was like a paragraph. They called me out on it. I'm like, listen, you didn't call for anything else. Sorry. You should have been more specific with your directions. Oh, so you you snapped back at the teacher. I did. Ooh. Was that the smartest move? No. No. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) No. But whatever. Too bad. It's They've had no relevance outside of that class in my life. I hope they're doing well. I just hope they're more specific with their assignment requirements or understanding that we don't need to give flowery language to every single little thing. But that's that's a whole rant on, on other I, things. I, I noticed there was a buildup happening, but then you stopped yourself. I stopped myself. But uh, to put it mildly, the most exciting thing that's happened, um, well, I got this poster in the man cave now, more specifically on my man cave door. It's for this, for this movie... This movie, um, 
uh, <laughs> called Rampage Two: Electric Boogaloo. That's a that's a great movie. <laughs> um, also known as um, more commonly Godzilla versus Kong. No, um, I got that uh, from from my good pal here, uh, Dude One himself, Richard. He was so kind. Uh, also, shout out to Tina for for getting this. You know, help ship this out and all that. So definitely shout out to you guys. It looks beautiful on my door. The colors you framed it wonderfully. It, it's it's a beaut of a poster. I love this thing. It like I just saw it and I was like, I think I know who would like this. And it had some. It had a little like you know things on it. Had a little tear at the bottom, but you said no. Nah, character. It adds. It's beautiful. I'm gonna frame it. No, I'm I could. Because you know what, I do own another like movie theater used poster um, that I haven't. I haven't framed. Another buddy of mine gave it to me years ago, and it was for the artist. Mm. And it ha- it has tape on it from when they taped it, literally taped it onto like yeah. where you put the po- posters and all that. And it was from when it like won all the o- it swept the one from when it swept the Oscars basically. So, and it's got a lot. It's it's beat to hell. It's but I I have it rolled up and it's a someday I'll I'll have space to frame it. But right now, Godzilla vs Kong is the first thing you see when you go to my man cave. You go down to the basement and you see that you see that poster. That is prime real estate. It's it's literally prime real estate, and it's also fun too because on the other side of that door is my rampage poster. So more more giant drink gorillas. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. And it's it's a nice uh it's a nice like flip side kind of thing. Like on one side, like, ooh ooh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun because it's not not a typical you know because sometimes like on a door like I have posters taped onto my door, but it's nice it's nice when you can have a door where you can easily hammer in a nail. And hang up a poster. It's kind of nice, but that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, how are things with Dude One? You know, it has I have my ups and downs, which is typical. But um, yeah, you know, today, like I said, it's June second. It was a big day in Ohio because they dropped all the health mandates. Or it's it's funky language, but sometimes people will say all the health mandates are gone. But then you see articles that say all the health mandates for fully vaccinated people are gone. So I don't know what exactly is the case. Right. Either way, they're still gone. And, you know, there's no proof whether or not someone is vaccinated or not proper anyway. And so it's just, you know, again, there's that sort of lack of trust in the honor system that's being put into place. And so we'll see what happens. I I hope I'm immediately wrong in my feelings. But I at the same time, I know where I live and I know the people that I see a lot and so uh, though admittedly the most annoying thing that's happened lately is customers coming into my work and going are you excited to take your mask off and then and then i'll say i don't know i've grown attached to it honestly and then they just roll their eyes at me so i'm like you asked <laughs> i mean what do you expect me to say <laughs> i don't know but yeah what happened happened so you just got to deal with it and on the one hand, it's nice that there are a lot of vaccinated people. I'm, If I'm being honest, at this point, I'm not entirely sure what the percentage is in Ohio for vaccinated people. But if you haven't been vaccinated, give it a try. Just a thought. Uh, other than that, there were some good, exciting, fun things that happened recently. Um, watched a couple things. I, I finally did another Backyard movie. Ooh! Which, it's, 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 it's been a second. Ooh! Exactly! <laughs> Um, uh, I forget the last, I think the, well, the last time I did it was when 
Mulan came out, so it's been a while. Mm. And we watched Mulan in the backyard, and uh, this time we watched Cruella. So, I mean, you know, live-action Disney remakes tend to be the flavor at this home movie theater, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a little cold out, but we had a little campfire built, and we had some tiki torches to get the bugs away. And, you know, for, for what the movie is, I think it's a fun movie, personally. Um, and so it was just a, it was a good time, and I... I really hope at some point to do it again. I mean, I know movie theaters are open and people are going back, but I don't know. There's, it's just, it's there's, you know, because you got one yourself recently, so you know, like there's like something kind of, there's like a novelty, like a fun thing to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I might um, have to figure out what what the next movie is. I don't know if I'd just wait for another new movie that's available at home or um, to just go ahead and watch something older either one will be fine um but that was a lot of fun and another thing that i watched recently uh that i want to talk about and i think caitlin who suggested our episode this week will very much appreciate this um bo burnham do you like bo burnham you've sent me clips uh before and they've been they've been really really funny but i have a feeling i know what you're about to talk about um he has a i guess during his like the last year for him he was making a new comedy special for Netflix, and it was amazing. Like, like I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was genuinely amazing, and he made it all himself. Uh, he made it in this room in his house. Um, it's got a ton of amazing songs, a ton of amazing material, and it's sort of it talks a lot about the ideas of like being funny or trying to be funny in a time in a time period like this, while also um, sort of depicting what life has been like for a lot of people during this past year. And there's even a point he sings a song about turning 30, which I've talked about my anxieties with that on the show a couple of times. And what's funny is too, is that he's like two days, literally two days older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was looking at that. I was like, wait, he was born when? What the hell? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally two days. Um, two days uh older than me but it's if you haven't seen it um i highly recommend it it's genuinely funny but also like you might be in tears a couple of times like it's 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 actually worth worth watching other than that uh that's more or less it um just moving along i did get my haircut recently i know i mentioned wanting to do that after getting vaccinated it took a second but i figured better if i'm still anxious about it better to do it before the health mandates are gone as opposed to after so mm-hmm. and i feel a lot better actually with my shorter hair so that's nice so that's about it that's pretty much all i've done lately yeah i actually just got a haircut before we did the show today and you know when you get a good haircut and a shave it, it makes you feel like a million bucks honestly it really it's, does it's really good did you um did you just get a trim or did you get anything else i i just got you know shave um you gotta, I gotta rinse because sometimes it's just nice to like, you know, because you wash your hair, but you have somebody else wash your hair. Sometimes it's it's a really nice feeling. <laughs> like when they when they get into it, like you know, when I got my hair cut, I got the sh- I got the shampoo, mm-hmm. and so they're just like, Shh, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty relaxed now. <laughs> yeah, it feels it, it's it's great, honestly. Um, but 
Yeah, so um, moving beyond barbershops and uh, <laughs> health mandates, let's talk about Adam Sandler. <laughs> it was going to happen eventually, wasn't it? It was going to happen eventually. I mean, that's why we're doing the show today. Um, so my friend Caitlin is a huge, huge Adam Sandler fan. Like, she actually t- um, took a college-credited course recently in Adam Sandler. Oh, wow. And I think, to to my knowledge, it's gone now, sadly. I think they're getting rid of it, but at least that's what she told me. And I think it is the only college-credited course related to him. And he was aware of it, because I guess he's friends with the professor. Oh, wow. So, like, he would, like, message in to the class, like, once in a while, like, or something like that. Um, but she obviously took that class. She aced that class. <laughs> so, she's a big fan. And... She, she's been like, I'm going to suggest an Adam Sandler double feature for your show. And I'm like, listen, it's not about me that you need to, that you need to like, you, know, <laughs> you need to convince my co-host on, on episodes. Cause like I, I, I would get like so many, not, not, not as much anymore, but like when we were really starting to get into the show, I would get a lot of requests from people at work and I'd be like, I mean, that would, I would be fine with that, but I don't think Joey would be fine with that. <laughs> So it's like you got to you got to convince him a hundred percent. So um, she was like, "I'm going to suggest an Adam Sandler thing." And so um, this specific double feature ended up happening because of that. So again, thank you, Caitlin, for suggesting another episode for us to do. And our first film is, of course, an Adam Sandler film. What year did this come out? Two thousand. Wow, that was weird. Mm-hmm. That movie's old enough to drink now. <laughs> well, I think I think it was like. Let me just check the exact date. It's probably later. I think it was later on in the. So year. it's got it's got some time. It's got some time. So uh, not so fast, little Nikki. You'll get your don't turn. Don't go to the, the bar, bar just yet. But, <laughs> don't be going just yet. Don't be going just yet. No, but yeah, today we're talking about a film, Little Nikki, that we have both seen before, but we both hadn't seen it in a while. It was, oh man, I think the last time I watched it. It had to have been um, when the movie came out, because I remember getting uh, the the DVD and renting it from Blockbuster. And at the time, I didn't have a proper DVD player. I just had a desktop computer that I would play on all the time. And I would watch some movies that I did own on there. Like, I, I eventually owned, like, Titanic and Atlantis and a couple other movies that I would just watch periodically. And then, of course, Blockbuster opened up. In my hometown, which is one of the few times I was ever actually excited about something opening in my hometown, admittedly. So I was like, oh, yeah, something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So going there, I rented it and I watched it so many times. I was just so into it. I mean, Adam Sandler was pretty big at that time, I think, as well. You know, with movies like, like I call it the New York era, where like all of his movies were set in New York City. Because there's, I, I always consider like there's like three eras of like Adam Sandler movies. There's like his early era where it's just you know him sort of like you know still like Saturday Night Live, but also like kind of adapting into film and like trying other things. Then there's the New York City era where every movie he he does is somehow some way set in New York City, with like Waterboy being the exception. Mm-hmm. And then and then recently he's been doing like the Let's Go on Vacation with my friends era <laughs> like every movie he's in like some lush location that's absolutely beautiful and you can kind of tell like 
he's making a movie, but he's kind of like also on vacation. I think about Jack and Jill with with, with some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which Caitlin will always tell me that she loves that movie. I'm gonna. Just I love that. Al Pacino in that movie. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> he, I, I follow I follow a page on Twitter that's like Dunkachino. <laughs> where like the profile picture is Al Pacino trying to promote like Dunkachino or whatever, <laughs> which I do. That's my drink, my beverage of choice when I go to Dunkin'. Fun fact is the Dunkachino. I'm still waiting for my coffee that I ordered. <laughs> this is, that, that. That's a long story. We'll have to. You get know what what, what? 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 People are waiting for Richard. Our damn thoughts on this movie. So <laughs> let, let's. So that's why I said movie, I was going to talk about it later. So this movie. Uh, for the uninitiated, Adam Sandler is uh, the son of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or no, if I'm going to laugh, I need to be like. <laughs> <laughs> folks, folks, uh, he might not be any George Clooney, but Richard's Richard's a pretty good guy. Just saying, just saying. Thank you. You know, but he, he, like, he's sort of the outcat. He has two other brothers, and they're both, like, mega cool, like, badass. They're, type. like, 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 so, like, like, they, they ooze everything that hell has to offer. Like, like, Reese Fonz looks like he looked like he stepped out of a hot topic from the mid 2000s, you know? On his way to, like, like, an Aerosmith concert. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. But basically, little Nicky, he's sort of like the outcast with three brothers, because, like I said, the brothers are really cool in comparison to him, who has a he has a speech impediment, and he, lo- he looks like getting he hit like, in the face with a shovel. By the way, getting hit in the face with a shovel. <laughs> that was before my brother Cassius hit me in the face with a shovel. <laughs> That's me now, and I accept. I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines, I think, in the whole movie. But what happens? What happens at one point is the um his dad. The Harvey devil. Keitel, Harvey devil. Keitel as the devil, decides that he's going to remain the devil for another ten, th- another ten thousand years, and the older brothers are sick of this. They don't, they don't want to be just servants in hell anymore. So they escape hell. They escape. <laughs> <laughs> my, my the my aggressiveness phone. of that just. <laughs> my, my phone just like slid, so it looked like I was like. like <laughs> it was great. Uh, so the brothers they go to the, the go to the, the the human world, okay, and uh, Harvey Keitel ain't looking so good. He's his body's falling apart. So it's up to Adam Sandler to save the world, <laughs> to save his daddy, to save hell, and to save Earth and heaven and everything. Plots, movie. Let's get it. And it's it's about him. Adapting to the human world, eating some Popeye's chicken, wearing stuff from Kmart, which I assume he got from a blue light special. <laughs> I mean, it, it it looks pretty expensive, so I'm glad he got it at the blue light special. And there are probably like people, there are probably people under like twenty something that are like, "What's a Kmart?" Well, Kmart is is like it's a store. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We don't even have a Kmart anymore. It's gone now. It's it's like Sears. They're like, they're, you know, they're like dinosaurs. It's it's slowly going extinct. Uh, But But, yeah, so he's adapting to Earth while also having to like trap his brothers in a flask. And his brothers in the meantime are like possessing all these random people 
and just creating massive chaos and sort of throwing the the balance of good and evil completely out of whack so like they um at one point uh what's adrian right adrian and cassius are their names yes yes Yes. so adrian passes himself off as like uh like a like a priest and he's basically like yeah you guys you know you can just do whatever you want just just be evil you know just have a good time man and then uh cassius is the mayor's like i agree and so then it just like kicks off kicks off a whole like string of just sin after sin like kids are allowed to drink and no and then like the the level of this movie like like uh like regis philbin like the rest in peace you rest in peace regis philbin i I think talked about beating some beating somebody up with a with a bat (laughs) he was like i was de niro (laughs) (laughs) and then i just love the old lady what's happened to you regis that would be my mom if she was watching that (laughs) because she she's a huge regis fan um or or or, like i think about the newscast where it's just like he the mayor changed the tagline in new york from i love to new york to i love hookers i love hookers (laughs) and she says it with such like uh (laughs) it's like and this just in i'm cheating on my husband with the weatherman (laughs) the guy giving two thumbs up that's the level of humor in this in this film that is very much the level of humor in this movie but i mean that's not to say that you know it's not unfunny or that it's not it does because like there's times you just watch it and you're like the, the why but then there's times like i'll admit i i actually laughed a couple of times watching this i laughed more than you did <laughs> i will you laughed that. much you laughed much more than i did the part i think the part i laughed at the most was like during the montage scene of of nikki like going up to all these people and saying get the flask get the flask and it's just random people. And then at one point, he's just at Popeye's because, you know, you got to have the running joke slash product placement. Get the flask. What are you talking about? I'm talking about an eight piece. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there, there's so many like, uh, there's so many just like, like just goofy, just really stupid like moments. Um, yeah. Mo- moments <laughs> in, in, in this one. So... I just want to bring this up briefly because Reese Vons is in this film. I think he's he's the best part. He is he's very good. He is very he's, good. He, like if there's one clearly outstanding thing, maybe outside of the the set design of Hell, it's it's Reese Vons. Like he's so good, and actually. and his character looks like the the bad guy from <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. <laughs> I still remember that comparison. You're like, he looks a lot like Reese Fox from Little Nicky. And then we and then we finally have gotten to this movie and it's like, wow. We've <laughs> come a long see way. This. We've, We've come, come a, a long, long way. way. Oh, but gosh. he's cl- he's clearly having an amazing time. Like he's got the most elaborate costumes. He's he's got these cool one of those cool like things that you'd only really find a hot topic those rings that are like like a whole like metal piece that covers the finger. <laughs> I love when I, I, I some of the, sometimes I love uh, the scenes where they they have like a tele like like uh, telepathic um, like, like battle. fights or <laughs> arguments and, and I love when he says you still have a speech impediment in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even your so mind's got a speech impediment. <laughs> And I love when he's like sitting. 
He's got like the jacket. He's got a really nice jacket. He's got this big the jacket. Big old, on. Got the pepper- big old red like fur jacket. And he's got the peppermint schnapps, which is his like obsession. And his big old pizza. I'm just going to sit here with my pizza and my peppermint schnapps and you go back. <laughs> I, I think that was one of the lines I always remembered um, was where it's just like, they say it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. Well, I'm tired of, I'm serving, tired of serving in hell. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> he He's definitely like it, that. Was, that I think along with probably Harvey Keitel as, as the devil is probably like my favorite casting in the whole movie. <laughs> I like um I like uh, Harvey Keitel's like assistant um, Jimmy. He, he's he's pretty funny because he actually made me think of um if you if you he made me think of this actor from like the 30s and 40s Eugene Paulette mm-hmm. who had this voice that sounded like this and he was uh like Fry he was like uh, Fry Felipe in like The Mark of Zorro with Tyrone Power he was also um he was also like the 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 Friar Friar Tuck or whatever in um. Uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn, and he had this this voice that just sounds like this. And I always mm-hmm. just love you. You gotta you gotta save your dad, Nikki. <laughs> He's got less than a week. <laughs> He's got less than a week. <laughs> Let me just. I just want to double check on the. Oh, Blake Clark. Yes. is the actor who plays Jimmy Jimmy the Demon. Honestly, shout out to Blake Clark because he's he's been in a lot of great. He works. He's obviously been in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, but he's been in a lot of things that I love as well. Like he's been in. He was the. He was um, Sean's dad on Boy Meets World, and there was like a whole arc with that character that always makes me cry. Like it's like it's genuinely emotional. Um, also, f- fun fact he. Also has been voicing. Um, he was mm-hmm. also been voicing. Yeah, Slinky that's exactly. I was Toy Story. Th- I was gonna say that because you know Jim Varney, may he rest in peace, passed away from lung cancer. So um, yes. Blake Clark yeah. took over for him, and um, he does he does an excellent job as Slinky Dog. So, uh, so I'm always I'm always excited to see him in anything. And and he was the frog in Rango. Yes, so we got him back. He 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 might be this new wave of like Pat Hingle since we haven't had Pat Hingle in a second. So, can we get Blake Clark as Commissioner Gordon in like another reboot of Batman? I want it. I want it now. <laughs> Listen, we got to put up the bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> bat, Batman, this, this is the only way to say Gotham City. <laughs> get in the flash, Joker. <laughs> what are you talking about? Talking about an eight piece. Let's go. I don't work at Popeyes. <laughs> Listen, Batman. I don't work at that chicken establishment. Um, I also just want to mention um, uh, Cassius. Yes, uh, Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister. Who also passed um, away, sadly, and is also in a Batman movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, he was in The Dark Knight. He was the the uh, in the bomb scene. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that says, uh, very... I don't want to die. But you don't know how to take a life. Give it to me. Very memorable. He's got a very, very memorable presence. Oh, you know what? Another scene. But first, many rest in peace. But another great scene is the bat- whole basketball scene. <laughs> That's the best scene in the whole movie. Is the globetrotter scene. <laughs> I still. I will say. I. I did laugh a lot when the guy's like. <laughs> it's like that ball just blew up, and yes, my hair is aflame. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you got to give a shout out to Dana Carvey in that one. Like Dana Carvey, legend that he is, um playing this like really ridiculous rude referee who is tiny lister in disguise in a way. Yes. And 
Yeah, he was very funny. He's so funny. But that also just like the like that leads into like how many like people are in this movie, and I think that's typical with Adam Sandler movies is he gets like he has his core group of friends and cast that he has in his movies, but he also gets these like crazy cameos in a lot of his movies. Yes. So like a big one that has to be mentioned off the top, Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Like. Quentin Tarantino's in this movie and guaranteed that's the first time either one of us probably experienced Quentin Tarantino without a doubt oh yes which is yes, it's, definitely. It's so funny to think like this weird blind priest that gets freaked out when Nikki's near him is the director of like all these ma- all we these are all gonna die <laughs> you make the lord very nervous <laughs> I used to quote him with my friends all the time all the time. Holy shit, we really are going to die! <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many, so many cameos. Like, Carl Weathers! Carl Weathers. This, okay, so people talk about, you know, oh, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then some people will be like, but, you know, what about Kevin Smith? And then we're over here going, Adam Sandler technically has a cinematic universe. Yeah. Because Chubbs... The golf instructor from Happy Gilmore shows up in this movie. Like it's not because like because like you can count maybe Rob Schneider as well. Even though I could care less about Rob Schneider if I'm being honest, but you know his character, the towny character from Waterboy, shows up in a lot of Adam Sandler's movies. But if you want like significant like connective tissue, Chubbs, like he does the whole hips thing as well. He it's everything. Can we also appreciate that Rodney Dangerfield is in this movie as Lucifer? <laughs> and it's not even like he has a... He's not even like... I, I don't think they actually wrote anything for him. They just said, do stand-up material <laughs> while you're sitting in a robe. And it, it was fine. It worked. Yeah, he talked about like his ex-wife a number of times. <laughs> you know. Or like, um, obviously, Kevin Nealon's character has boobs growing in his head. And then that's the first time he shows up. He's like, Pop, go back to your robe. And then Rodney Dangerfield's like, hey, can I take him with me? <laughs> sure, Pop, whatever you want. Tithead, go with my father. <laughs> and oh my then his God. face just goes, hey. <laughs> we gotta, I mean, th- th- there's so many. Oh, John Lovitz, dude. John Lovitz is the opening character of this whole movie. Freaking the critic. <laughs> the the crit- Jay, Sher- Jay Sherman himself. <laughs> he plays a big, horny bird. <laughs> <laughs> who then gets chased by a big horny bird, more importantly. <laughs> Screaming, I deserve this! <laughs> I deserve this! Oh, oh. M- my favorite cameo, or one of my favorite cameos in this movie, uh, Dan Marino, the famed uh, Miami <laughs> Dolphins former quarterback, uh, is begging the devil uh, to give him a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny thing, because the devil <laughs> is a Jets fan. And, the, you know, there's that, like, that legend, like, you know, Joe Namath's like, oh, he made a pact with the devil to get the Jets their one and only Super Bowl. He's like, you did it for Namath! Yeah, but he was coming down here anyway. But Joe was coming and, down here anyway. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because Dan Marino actually has worked with uh, our next film's director and star in that, Ace Ventura. So, um, go figure. I mean, uh, but yeah, the, I think the best one though, outside of probably Quentin Tarantino, and it's most appropriate, Ozzy. Yes, that's that's a great cameo. 
uh, Ozzy, Ozzy is like the best reveal of the whole movie. And it's so appropriate given the context because, you know, obviously he famously or infamously bit the head off a bat. So what do they do? You know, Adrian turns into like a devil bat and then they're like, Ozzy's going to show up and then just bite his head off. But I love that Ozzy's working for the forces of like good. <laughs> He's a heavenly Ozzy. He's a heavenly Ozzy. <laughs> Which let's and then yeah and then I love the best part though on that is like they're like they're trying to kill Nikki so he can go back to hell and save his dad and whatnot and they're like what do we kill him with and then Ozzy just walks up and goes with a big old rock it's like here kill him with this <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 pretty good um, and the support like the supporting cast is interesting too in the, in this one even just outside of just straight up cameos like Patricia Arquette is our leading lady. In this, who would go on? Patricia Arquette is in this movie. She would go on to win an Oscar for Boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she plays this very mousy character, um, who Nikki has an affection for. Sadly, that's kind of it. <laughs> that that's 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 really um really about it. Um, there's there's just a lot of oh Clint Howard. I was I just thought of that right right when you said that Clint Howard. Oh my god, Clint Howard's in this movie. As the window, like, cross-dresser guy. I don't know his actual, like, character credit, but that's, that's what I'm calling him. <laughs> but you know what? He's happy in his... Even though even though others aren't, he's happy, and that's all that matters. Um, I, I think my favorite characters in the movie are, are John and Peter. <laughs> the two dudes of this movie. The two dudes are like, oh, that's so metal! <laughs> Son of Satan! <laughs> How'd you do that, Satan? How'd you do Jabbar? And, and, then, and then I love uh, where he's just like, uh, I, I heard that um, I heard, heard that beer, beer lowers your body temperature. Sure. I, I, read I read that in a, a beer magazine. <laughs> <laughs> they were my favorite part. So whenever they were on screen doing literally anything, it was like, I was guaranteed to laugh. They had the best energy, I think, of all the characters. Like, they, like just the, the pairing of them, and just and then they they had the happiest ending, even though they die. They die, but you know what? They get, they're in hell, and they're they're rocking out. They're having they're, a good time. They're hanging out in Nikki's room, and they're just like, yeah. Uh, but that was the other thing too. I know we briefly mentioned this, but the production design for Hell is not bad. Like, no, it's not actually. It it, it yeah. There's actually like that's one of the things I will compliment this movie for is there are there's the production design on Hell is great and I think there's some bits of visual comedy that work out really well. One I can think of in particular is when Nikki's at like his his roommate's apartment. You know he's at it's his apartment too, but like he's with the the, the actor roommate and you know they're talking and he gets off from his seat and you notice it's a grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's 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 sort of the funny like the the tell for the whole movie is that whenever you see a character like steaming their feet or their butts, it's because it's either Nikki, Adrian or Cassius. Cause they're from yeah. hell. So like mm -hmm. when you see the priest that Adrian's disguised as he's standing on a freshly hot pizza, the, and uh, Cassius as the mayor has like foil wrapped around his feet. Uh, Michael McCain also shows up in this movie. Another great cameo um, <sighs> as the police chief. And uh, he's he's standing on like a like a like 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 another type of grill, like a plug-in or something. Mm -hmm. So that again, it's it's sort of a, like a running gag, I guess. But it is it is kind of funny just to see like what they they think of 
as far as like what are they going to stand on because they need something hot. Yeah. So I and I'm just going to get into and then um the, the one thing with this movie there's definitely cuz it is like a broad comedy especially mm. from the early 2000s there's a lot of stuff that has not aged well. That's at all. that's and you know here's the thing with that like so like so many people are like you know oh like they're they're so like tense about that kind of thing they're like oh what do you mean it's age like it's still it's like listen if there's one thing that ages the fastest it has to be broad comedies because they they play to the time period they're in they play to certain things which is weird to say that it's because it's supposed to be like a broad comedy for a lot of people to watch and while there are still things that are very funny it is still a movie of its time and we've talked about this like with older movies like you know like King Kong has its own stuff a little yes. bit. Yes, it has but... its own set of set of issues and and things to unpack. I think about that with like whenever I think about like showing you say the films of like Charlie Chaplin or mm-hmm. the Marx Brothers. I'd like to show those to you in the future, but there's definitely some things that happen in those movies where you're like, they could have just. I wish they just cut this moment out. <laughs> this would have been <laughs> like I think there, there's one moment in like uh, Duck Soup. Where where he, where like Groucho says this is like in the movie where he says that's why darkies were born. And it's just like why did that need to be there? Like <laughs> did, who wrote? And that? then there's like other there's <laughs> other moments too in that. And then like this one this movie I think a lot of it is like gay stuff. Yeah, there's, there's which a lot which of is that. we're we're in Pride Month by the way, and uh, that's <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, like, especially like, when like, they like. They make fun of like the like Clint Howard's character, like I was saying, like they're like they always like are grossed out by the fact he's dressed as a woman, and they're like, eh, or, or of mm-hmm. course, um, making a lot of gay jokes towards um, the roommate uh, Alan, the roommate Alan Covort's character, mm-hmm. um, whose name escapes me, Todd. And, Todd, thank you. And so like you know they'll 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 call him like Liberace or something, you know, and. It's it's the sad fact that that was a massive thing at, at that time period in like the early 2000s even well into late 2000s a lot of gay bashing and it's not good at all and it wasn't good then it shouldn't be it shouldn't have been but it was like commonplace yeah and there, and that's still a thing maybe not in like mainstream comedy but I feel like definitely like yeah you know it's something I still hear to this day when people say things like that's so gay or like you know, they, they have something that is gay, like, is the worst, you know, or the worst possible scenario. Periodically, and I hate that this is still a case, that the, the F word is dropped. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I remember hearing that so many times. And I'll admit, like, I didn't think much of it at the time because I didn't know any better. But um, I just remember, like, when when you learn more about it and you hear it, being said so often it's just like you you know like i think my common thing to say to my friends is like i really hope someone that's gay just hears you saying that going by and then just punches you in the face (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure they don't like hearing that so yeah so that that, that's i think that's like one of the one of the biggest um really the the biggest the biggest thing with the movie but that's again it's to be expected especially a movie from that it's almost 21 years old mm-hmm. as we're recording this and it was made Ugh. by a bunch of a uh, bunch of white guys a bunch know. of white guys though just going just hopping away from that for a hot second there is we kind of pulled a batman here a little bit because if there's one person we haven't actually talked about it's adam sandler <laughs> yeah that's true so okay i'll admit like i i'll 
for myself growing up, Adam Sandler, probably not as much as our as the star of our next movie, but Adam Sandler was definitely a part of my life. I wasn't as into like Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison. I mean, I watched them and I thought they were funny, but they weren't as prominent in my life as like Ace Ventura or The Mask or anything like that. When Big Daddy came out, I think that was the first time I saw one of his movies in theaters. And I was very much, I thought it was very funny and I was very much enjoying it. I haven't seen it in a long time. But that's sort of like when things were kicking up with, with Adam Sandler interest in my life. And so, you know, I would watch Mr. Deeds and Waterboy and a lot of those movies from that era. And Little Nicky, like I was saying, was one of those movies that I rented from Blockbuster and I watched it consistently. And, you know, reflecting on that, like, I might not think a lot of Adam Sandler's movies are necessarily funny, but I do like Adam Sandler in a lot of movies. And I do think he has shown he's got great range, so I can't ever really say I dislike him by any means, no. even though he does get trashed on a lot, admittedly. But... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, again, like, the, it's it's a matter of, like, sometimes he has to do some of those those Happy, Ma- those Happy Madison productions and, and things like that, and you know, people get caught, caught up in that, but it's also, he's got some great work too. Like I haven't seen uncut gems, but I've heard great, it's very good uncut gems. I love very punch good. drunk, punch drunk love. I think mm. is a really good, um, really good movie. And he's terrific in that one. And you know, I get, and we mentioned this, like we, you get the vibe that a lot of people really like working with Adam Sandler. We get, we he, sort of, yeah, he really like it. It definitely seems like, you know, yeah. Like I said, if there's one thing, even though he does, mostly work with his like core group of friends i mean if you think about it isn't that something we would all want to do in that business just work with our friends all the time i mean like like think like truthfully name any scenario like as much as it would be great to just you know work with so many because there's so many great people in that business you know at the same time like you do want to work with your friends and you do want to make movies with your friends and you know what yeah i might make fun of the fact that a lot of his movies are excuses for vacations but you know he's having a good time he's still making movies and he's working with his friends and he's giving his friends work, yeah. which is a big thing. So, and I mean, and again, and again, too, uh, going off of that in a different sense, like when you think about other filmmakers and they have like the same editor, like Steven Spielberg has Michael Kahn on all of his, all of his things or John Williams, you want to work with people that, you know, are at least reliable for you and yeah. you know that they can do what you need them to do in a exactly. given project. Exactly. You know, um, so, so that, that's a whole we got more technical into this than, than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be nice to Adam Sandler, especially for Caitlin. Cause I know. She no, likes Adam yeah. Sandler. I mean, and, and there's also two like people, you could say like the speech, the speech impediment thing, like that, that's a b- little bit, yeah. you know, like, um, but so I apologize for doing the impression. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. But you know, it, it's again, it's a movie from, from that time period. I don't think they would make that today. No, like, there's so many, there's a lot of moments I thought, yeah, that's not happening today. Like Hitler, <laughs> Hitler in a French maid outfit, um, and a pineapple. That's all I'll say on that. I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> elaborate any further. Um, <laughs> oh man, then it just now it just makes me think of the fact that Adam Sandler was supposed to be in Inglorious Bastards as the as the bear Jew character as Donnie Donowitz. Oh, I still oh, think that wow. would have been. I still think that would have been really cool. That, that would have been. And then he would have just been like terminating hitler with a machine gun but you know it is what it is that's but at the end of the day 
um, this movie, it, 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 it is a time capsule. It is. In a sense. I think that's that's one thing you could say about these broad comedies is they are certainly time capsules. And we're going to get into some of that when we get to our second film as well. But I think about like the product placement for like Kmart or just, you know, you know, looking at New York City and just just how what comedy was like back in the early in the early 2000s, I guess. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's a movie that you look at and you go, OK. What sh- how do I how do we move forward and like in a lot of ways like obviously you want to look at films that you think you can connect with more but you should also look at some things that maybe haven't aged as well as other things and so you you know it's a learning experience like anything is absolutely well we're gonna take that learning experience and talk to the big guy upstairs and you know when we come back um, we're gonna be incredibly awful people stay tuned Welcome back to Two Dudes One Double Feature. In our last segment, we were in hell, burning alive while talking about Lil Nicky. We were able to come back to Earth, redeem our souls. We died again, but we went up this time to the to to the wonderful cloudy world of heaven. Uh, and now that we're here with all this splendor, I guess <laughs> we talk about the 2003 movie Bruce Almighty. I have nothing clever to say. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Subverted my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Bruce Almighty, right? We talked about one broad comedy. Now we're on to another broad comedy. This time from another actor who's like Adam Sandler, kind of his own genre. 
in a lot of ways, though. Also, like Adam Sandler has dabbled in dramatic acting periodically. Jim Carrey, who is no stranger to this show. We've talked about him twice now. Yes. Uh, Batman Forever and Sonic, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. And so this is kind of, though technically this is sort of our first one of his movies that he was more known for, like kind of in his wheelhouse in a way. Yeah, like the other ones are, like they have Jim Carrey in them, and Jim Carrey's a big part of those movies, but this is a Jim Carrey, like, star vehicle. Like, this is this is his movie, 100%. And good or bad, it's his. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's all his fault. I, I, admittedly, I feel like, we probably could have like just did two Adam Sandler movies and really just went for it, but I think this just worked out as like a, a heaven hell sort of thing. So that's kind of why this movie's here. Yeah, that's the main reason. I actually, uh, it's interesting because like the, one of the main things for Little Nicky, they dabble into heaven a little bit, but a lot of the focus is on hell. Yeah, you know, and Bruce Almighty is interesting too because like Little Nicky has like this elaborate production design for a, a silly comedy. You know, it's like oh, wow, this is actually kind of like they put some effort into this. With Heaven, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's it's white and smoky. <laughs> it's white. It's an office building. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, so <laughs> that's going to, I'm probably going to say that a lot with this movie. Mm. Um, but the general plot of this movie is, in a lot of ways, um, it, it's kind of like a retreading of the mask a little bit, but Jim Carrey plays this sort of down on his luck, I guess down on his luck guy named Bruce Nolan, who wants to be an anchor at his local news station. He, he does all these uh, pieces that sort of adhere to the kind of thing that he's known for, which is being funny, but he doesn't want to be that anymore. And he's not happy with his existence in life. And, he takes it out on so many people, his girlfriend, his his co-workers, um, but most specifically, he takes it out on God, who he's always like, you know, saying like, God hates me, God's, you know, this and that, yada, yada, yada. And so then God, aka Morgan Freeman, is like, okay, all right, you think you can do, all right, if you think you can do this, here you go. You are God now. Your will be done. <laughs> and so through the movie he's he's got god powers and doing godly things like you know splitting tomato soup in half and shooting bees at the local gangs out of his mouth blowing Uh, up the dress of women incriminating uh rivals with marijuana ruining uh his co-workers jobs by uh messing them up on live television what a likable chat (laughs) and we get to follow this wonderful person for a hundred minutes of the runtime Richard, I think we found my tail, like my tailor. Like I, <laughs> he over did I, he overshadow Scott Pilgrim? I f- I think he did. Oh I damn! Did. Oh damn! I, I can, think he I did. Can, you know what? I'll take that. I, I'll take and it. And this is where I bring up Jennifer Aniston, right? Because for the life of me, I cannot remember her character's name. Um, How the hell, Grace? How Grace? For Which, the grace you know, of God, you know, for the grace of God. You gotta How? have a character named Grace. How is she able to put up with this man? How? There, there is there, it, it. It doesn't make sense. I feel bad for her that she has to put up with him, and the fact that he, that that it reels her back in. I, I hate it. I hate this movie. I hate him. I hate that I had to spend time with him 
And I, I, I don't know, but I, I, part of it also too was just like I was just so bored with this. Like I didn't think a lot of it was that funny. A monkey comes out of a guy at one point, and that happens. Yeah, and monkey like, flies out of a guy's butt. That guy. On that note, that guy has also been in a lot of movies. Yes, he has. He's been in a lot. He's also in a Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's because he's in the Dark Knight Rises and he throws uh, Herman from Pacific Rim into the ice. Oh wow! So there you go. And he's 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 also in the Fast and the Furious movies. But again, I'm not talking about those until I upload my video. I just you know but, what this movie made me think of in a lot of ways. What's that? It made me think of It's a Wonderful Life. Really? Yeah. Because have you watched It's a Wonderful Life bits and pieces? Bits and pieces like it, it deals it, it deals with George Bailey, who, you know, he's, he's he's this guy and he's clearly very stressed out and he has like a blow up against his family. And then, you know, it's the classic like it's a wonderful life trope where it's like, oh, now you get to see the world. What would it would be like if you didn't exist kind of thing? OK, I feel like I feel like this movie is it, not exactly the same thing because it's more about it's him having like the power of God and having all this control. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's with like with a character who is just so to me at least so supremely unlikable, and it, 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 it's it's hard for me to sit even with Jim Jim Carrey's a very talented dude. Let me just put that out there. We've sung the praises of Jim Carrey before, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. He's a heck of a guy, and he's a heck of a guy, a heck of talent, whatever. He he's not able. This is what happens when like it's just too it's too much of a strain for him to carry this thing. Yeah, I just I just don't think he 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 couldn't do it. Like there were some funny bits, admittedly. Like when he when he's first at the diner and testing out his powers, some of that's kind of like tee hee whatever. But it's just like this character. I hate Bruce Nolan. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like oh yeah the Evan guy's better for you know stealing his his or whatever, but. No, I just, I don't feel like I was ever given, like, a, okay, like, George Bailey, at least, like, you got to see him as, like, a good guy, and he's just mm-hmm. very clearly stressed out when he blows up against his family in that movie. This, I don't know, he's, <laughs> he, I guess he's, because he's Jim Carrey, I'm supposed to like him. They, they do sort of bank a lot on hoping, I think, that Jim Carrey pulls it off. Do you remember how much you liked him in, like, um you know... In, in, in Ace Ventura and some of those other films? Uh, can you like him here, please? Though, please? Ad- admittedly, even Ace Ventura has aged horribly. Oh, that's another one, too. Yeah. yeah that one. <laughs> and it's from the same director. So, but I, that's why I, whenever I talk about that, I'm usually talking about the second one because I think the second one is still really funny. Mm. And on that note, too, that's like a running track with, like, okay, so what's his name? Tom Shattuck, right? Shattuck? <sighs> For the, the, the director you're talking yeah. about? Yes, yes. So, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, but mm-hmm. he's worked with Jim Carrey three times, to my knowledge. He did Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, and Bruce Almighty. And the funny thing is, he's kind of an asshole in all three of those movies. <laughs> and yet, they're like huge, they were like huge successes for Jim Carrey. Like, to put it in perspective, this is huge. Like, Little Nicky was a flop, right? It made like... Let me look at Little Nicky's box office. Just fifty-eight million worldwide for Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Okay, on a budget of eighty-five million dollars, that's terrible. Okay, Bruce Almighty cost eighty-one, so around that same ballpark. It grossed almost five hundred million dollars. Half, almost half a billion dollars worth of people went to see this movie. Jim Carrey and Jesus. 
<laughs> that's my that's my th- that's my like, thought that's my my, my thoughts on this were like it's the best movie pure flicks never made if pure flicks is allowed to like have their characters swear and then could actually get like pro high profile actors that aren't kevin sorbo or uh, <laughs> um kurt cameron no you see the the pure flicks version of this would have kevin sorbo as uh as bruce and he'd be worse i think if i'm being honest like like he's he's he's, he's unlike probably. he's unlikable now like fair 100% I completely agree with that but Kevin Sorbo would have just made him just like disgustingly unlikable. It it, it would have made it virtually impossible. Like we I think we it would have made gotten it even more it. impossible. We wouldn't have gotten through it. I think I would have turned it off and I would have said, "You know what? I'm just going to talk about how angry I was after." <laughs> and I was still angry at this movie. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to sound I mean cuz again, Jim Carrey's very talented. Mm. All right, that means that Steve Carell is really funny. Like the scene <laughs> where like his broadcast is messing up He's like, whoop, <laughs> making all those noises. <laughs> that was, listen, the, the funny thing, like, if, if you're pitting Jim Carrey and Steve Carell against each other, knowing what, knowing how we know, sort of know them now, it's sort of funny how, like, they sort of were trying to make Steve Carell, like, the asshole character. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, like, because again, like, Jim Carrey has, has had his moments. There's no question about that. And so it's, it's, it's easier to see Jim Carrey and just kind of go, hmm. But then, like, it just makes it worse when they're just trying to when they're trying to juxtapose those two characters, and yet you're you're. It's harder, like even when he's like making fun of him, you're still like, "Oh, Steve, <laughs> you you crazy coot, you." Whereas with Bruce, you're, with Bruce, you're just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I'm like, get your life together, man. Like seriously, it's, it's like I you, I just I I picture sean's roommate from shot of the dead going sort your fucking life out mate (laughs) 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 but no yet again like i like i was like jim carrey again is a very talented guy but he isn't very likable in this movie like because if i'm being honest between that like i was like i was saying between those two i had i probably have more nostalgia for jim carrey because i grew up with his movie yeah but right this one I, every single time I think I've watched it, even when it initially came out, though I would probably have said back in the day that I liked it, um, I like I, I thought a lot. I thought there were some things that were funny, and I was more interested in what was happening beforehand. But then there was literally a point when I just like turned away and was just like looking stuff up online, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, this movie is still playing." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's there's like you can clock it too. There's literally a point. That you can just you just stop caring, and it's literally like when the crazy nonsense stops, and it's like he has to be responsible with his powers. And that at yeah. that point, not that I necessarily cared what was going on before, but at that point, that's when I was I checked out immediately. Like so I'm just looking at my my notes for this thing. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> um, my 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 notes for the for this thing. Um, uh, Jim Carrey says the line, "Do you like jazz?" to the Steve Carell character. I saw, I saw this note, and I laughed at it. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I, now I'm curious what, what the what the point... Well, the B, the B movie is a very memeable movie, as I'm sure you're at least aware of, even though you're not steeped into meme culture. No, sometimes n- meme culture annoys me, so I avoid it. But that's one I'm aware of. Um, there's a line that he says, that, 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 that the B, voiced by Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. says... You like uh, jazz? You like jazz? And... Jim Carrey says says something similar in this movie, but it also makes it funny because um, I think I'm trying, I just want to make sure I remember the actor's uh, the actor's name. Uh, Philip Baker Hall 
uh, is in this movie. You know, very renowned, been in a bunch of stuff. But importantly for our conversation about do you like jazz, he was the uh, the library uh, patrol guy on Seinfeld. Like he he's trying to get get Jerry for like not returning like an overdue library book. <laughs> uh, so I like to think that B movie, this <laughs> and Seinfeld are just all. And then speaking of other movie references. Uh, when Morgan Freeman uh, says the line, I think he says like the line exactly word for word. See you around, kid. And I'm like, wait a minute, is Jim Carrey Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what? I think he actually quoted Jim Carrey to his face at one point because because like when he was done mopping, he goes, "All righty then." <laughs> I think B E A beautiful. Which on that note, on that note as well. Every single time Jim Carrey has done a movie with this director, the character for some reason needs a catchphrase. Like it's a it's something I I was thinking about. So like he, in this movie he says B E A beautiful and he also says it's good. It's good. So that's like his two sticks. In um Ace Ventura, the very at least at the point um iconic le who say her. <laughs> Or, you know, yeah. all righty then. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, and then, like, in Liar Liar, I, I know he says something, but I don't remember what it was, if I'm being honest. But he has. Is it Liar Liar Pants on Fire? It is not Liar Liar Pants on Fire. <laughs> I've I, never seen Liar Liar, so I can't say I don't even think they say that lie. I will say this much. You might hate um, his, his lawyer character about as much as you hate Bruce Nolan. <laughs> that's a lie so that's a lie so because he's and it's also it also plays on the whole shtick of like dad too busy for his kid yeah but 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 at least with this one it's not like you know like with christopher robin you see ewan mcgregor and you're like oh you know like he's he's trying guys give him him a second and this one you know he like cheats on his ex-wife he like he likes sleeps with like some random woman instead of hanging out with this kid or he's like cheating people out of their money and stuff so yeah but anyway speaking of morgan freeman let's talk about him because similar similar to having harvey keitel play the devil it almost feels like a nice like like if there was like in a perfect world if you were gonna have a god and a devil i almost feel like that's a pretty good way to go about that like a morgan freeman god and then a harvey keitel devil and it's one of those things, too, where everyone always says, like, Morgan Freeman has, like, the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, they were like, you know, let's just, let's just, why can't he be God? Just throw him in the movie. Just get him in there. And it's funny, too. You know what it made me think of? Mm. Watching his scenes with Jim Carrey. Like, it sort of felt like the reverse of the Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey thing for Batman Forever. Because those two clashed. And Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey kept stealing all the scenes, and Tommy Lee Jones is a scene stealer. But then I watched this, and Morgan Freeman's like taking everything away from Jim Carrey without moving a muscle. Like Jim Carrey's trying his damnedest, and and then you got Morgan Freeman just like being Morgan Freeman, and it's great. <laughs> like it worked. No, he's great. He is great in this movie. I know. I, I I've said a lot of nasty things about this movie, but Morgan Freeman. Is genuinely really good in this he, one. He really is. And he's got the best suits. Like, these pure white suits. It's great. Although, I'm creeped out at the end of the movie when, like, it fit... Like, because like, you have the home, the one homeless mm. guy. 
Yeah. And then his fa- the face shifts into <laughs> Freeman. Morgan Freeman's and he stares at the screen and it's so unsettling. I felt like I was watching the end of Psycho <laughs> where Norman Bates is looking at the screen. And I'm like, what What do you, what, what am I to feel here? What am I feeling? Did you think this through? They were like, let's just have it be that so that uh, this homeless guy was, I mean, he's obviously creeping on everyone this whole movie. Let's make it God. So God was creeping on everyone this whole movie. <laughs> And like I was saying earlier, a lot of it just made me think of The Mask, because it's kind of the same plot, but the difference being that Stanley Ipkiss is actually, like, a likable dude, and is actually down on his luck, as opposed to Bruce Nolan, like, where he's not necessarily down on his luck, he's in a pretty good position, but he's not appreciative of it. He's in a good position, and yeah, there are some things where it's like, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind that of stinks, dude. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. I was like, I was getting some very like 2019 Joker vibes from this character. <laughs> and the difference being that at least, at least how I look at it is that you, you, you can dislike the Joker and it's fine with this. You're, you really are supposed to sympathize with Bruce Nolan and you can't. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yes. Yes. That's you, a good you, point. You, you can't sympathize with them. Like, like, but I was, time, I was, I, dude, I was just Jennifer I, Aniston and every time he's mean to Steve Carell, he's even mean to Morgan Freeman and he can never like stop for one second. I don't even think he actually blames himself at any point for I, mean, I wouldn't remember. Cause I thought the thing was so boring that, it, it that <laughs> like, like it, it went from like, screw this movie to I'm, I'm just, I'll just get through it. I, I just we'll checked out. I, I came back and, and then I, I, I see Morgan Freeman's face shift and I'm like, uh, <laughs> wrong time. Oh, I, I, one of my favorite, I did. There is one line. That I really liked it when he's interviewing the cookie people at the beginning. And it's just like, Oh, you must be nice to see the, the smiling faces on the kids. And the one he has like, I work in the back. I don't see, I don't see smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I work in back. I see no smiles. <laughs> I did, I will say, I did like, I was saying to you earlier, I did like the, the scene where he slaps the sandwich out of his boss's hand, and his boss just stares at him, and he's like, you gonna pick that up? Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that part I did laugh at, because I, I admittedly, I, I think I have, I don't, I would never do that to one of my bosses, I have too much respect for them, but, Caitlin, you heard that. <laughs> but... I'm gonna tap. I'm gonna tap the sign again about our, our podcast. Uh, <laughs> really pushing it this episode. <laughs> but I, I feel like in in a, in, a, in a way I have similar energy in a joking way. Whereas with him, he was he seemed genuinely mad with everything, and even after his boss gives him a chance to do a life. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't. Every time I think about like that whole opening scene before he gets the god powers you're just annoyed i think that's it and it, it, it's a careful balance because jim carrey is, is very talented but i feel like you need a good i think you need a good script and a good director or director to sort of rein in some of that stuff and figure out okay what is this character like what level of like jerk do we want him to be at like is it's not like as long as there's like genuine character growth and like genuine something towards the end like you can have a level of sort of like jerkness to a character but at like jim Car- i almost said adam Sandler, but jim carrey is one of those actors that goes a little bit further with everything and so he's like that poor old woman on the boat just trying to enjoy her time just get just getting made fun of by the local news guy because he didn't get promoted <sighs> 
uh, I will say another line I I, I love where where it's just like you know like like world world peace and people to respect each other and he's like you know that would be a good a good answer if you want Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just came to me. No, no, that was no, I, that was funny. Um, or like he kind of deserved to get beat up by the gang guys <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Like, is that bad to say? We normally don't say that, speak like that about, like, protagonist characters. Like, this is... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but, I mean, is that is it bad to say? Am I wrong? I mean, li- listen, listen. I don't like to... I don't... Uh, violence is, like, whatever. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where... I, I'll, just the... say it, I'll just say it again. Bruce is unlikable. I think that's that. That's the thing that we're trying to yeah. come away with. This. It, it, I'll say within the context of a broad comedy set in the clearly set-based um, in soundstage locations of Buffalo, New York. L- literally uh, on the on the on the uh, Universal um, like New York streets that they have there. Mm-hmm. I was looking up. Yeah, in that in that world that's clearly fabricated with a fictional character, he deserved to get beat up by a gang. <laughs> But if that but, if that if that works better in context, I don't know. But yeah, and then there's like obviously the religious aspects where it's like it's a movie like oh appreciate what you have. They lay that on thick. It's too. very thick. I, I was surprised how how I mean like I figure for a, like a fa- like I don't want to say a family movie, but like for a broad comedy that there would be some type of like moral thing. But man, it's like it's it's so like there's there's it's so thick. That's why when I saw your your bit on Letterbox, I was like. The pure flicks thing really fits because, like, it seems like something that I you feel would like see it's also in a pure a cheap, movie. I also feel like a cheap. It's a cheap movie too. I mean, I'm sure they had to pay a fortune for Jim Carrey, and you know, that's you the know, majority of the budget. budget probably the majority of the bu- budget, but I, you know, it just doesn't look like that good as far as a budget. Like Little Nicky, I think, is around that same price range, and they're able to get a lot more out of bank for their buck. You know, the plus they were probably like Tarantino's on set. We actually should probably like, you know, we should spruce this joint up. We should probably you know hike it up a bit. But they didn't. They didn't have that 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 mentality with this one. Yeah, this is probably like the most I think we've trashed on a movie in my that I could think of. It it, it is. But again, we emphasize this all the time. People got people, paid. People got paid. People did. People people did get paid, and I'm sure there are people out there who really enjoy this movie. And it's well, it's some, it's of some comfort to them. So, you know, no movie is is completely worthless or anything like that. So, but it, it was just for us. For our, we're just documenting our experiences. You know, mm-hmm. and again, Which, there are bits. There are bits in this movie that we think are funny or at least amusing. We did, there, there were two or three times that I can think of right off the bat that I laughed at wholeheartedly, like the the sandwich thing. Um, Steve Carell on the new, which is that's that's like the thing I think I've seen the most of this movie because mm-hmm. it's on the internet all the time and you see right. it shared all the time. It's more than likely a GIF, just weird faces that Steve Carell <laughs> was making during that thing. Yeah, but either way, I did laugh. Mm. Um, but it's just it's just kind of funny to go back and watch this. If I'm being honest, if it was a different Jim Carrey movie, if like we were talking about one of the Ace Venturas, or we were talking about. Um, the mask, which I do want to talk about, the mask at some point, which is also aged a little bit, but I think it's a much better movie um, than a lot of those early Jim Carrey movies. But um, if we were talking about one of those other ones, I would probably be more forgiving, admittedly, because I think I have more nostalgia for those films. 
with this one, it's aged a lot more in my mind for a lot of different reasons. And it was, it's, it was, I, and the funny thing was, I was talking to Caitlin about this because I, I was talking about watching Little Nicky and going, that wasn't the most fun I had watching a movie, but I'm, I'm happy, you know, to talk about it for the podcast and, you know, whatnot. And, and she was like, you know, you probably will have more fun with Bruce online. I'm like, yeah, probably. Cause I, I think I like Jim Carrey more typically, but it's weird that that's not what happened. But I also think, too, I also think too, like Adam said, like, like, like we could say all we want about Little Nicky as a character and what, Little Nicky is likable. Yeah. You feel bad for him. He's because he's picked on by his brothers. I'm rooting for little Nicky. I want want him to pull through. You want him to have his dad. You want him to to, you know, win the day and, you know, be with the love of his life. Bruce doesn't doesn't really have any of that. Like he's he's just this character that is full of like self pity and just blames blaming everybody else but himself and and like he gets it, it in a weird way. Maybe it's a good movie that shows the you know corruption of power. But he was already kind of a problematic person. Yeah, and then it just kind of like it, it. almost like I feel like this could have been a good a good origin for like a super villain movie. And you mentioned Joker a little yeah. bit. <laughs> this, this could have been a good like origin for a super villain, just because he's already somewhat unlikable, and then he just becomes even more unlikable. But then of course they got to end it and like a happy note i guess so even like i even was sort of like heartbroken for jennifer aniston when they're when she's like at the dinner and they're getting proposed freaking tony bennett's there oh, tony bennett. <laughs> like, i totally forgot <laughs> i forgot he was in this movie and then he does like the wig thing like hey tony <laughs> and you're like good god <laughs> and then and then and then he like gets down to one knee and she's like all excited he goes i can't anchor and he just kind of wanted him to like get a pie in the face or something i don't know <laughs> Well, both of these movies, okay, both of these um, movies, y- you know, like 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 heaven and hell can be pretty sensitive subjects for for people. They God's can. a very sensitive subject. They really. The can. devil is a sensitive subject for folks. You know, mm-hmm. um, usually some of this stuff is reserved for like horror movies. You know, specifically with the devil, or some stuff is relate really like like a pure flex movie, like God's Not Dead, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I, I think both, both these are time capsules. Like I look at, um, I look at Bruce almighty and I'm like, he has a pager still. He has a pager still. Yeah. He has a, he has a pager, which is, I, I, I thought this movie was, was newer, Yeah, that, but it's only like, it's only three years, um, three years apart from younger from Nikki. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. The way that these, I think the way that these movies handle, heaven and hell like i think with little nicky clearly like i'm not saying anyone on that set isn't like a religious person but i think they were just trying to come at it from the standpoint of making a movie and coming at it like not necessarily saying anything about religion or anything but with bruce almighty maybe there was something to that because again they laid it on pretty thick that they wanted to like have some more like of a religious aspect it feels like a, a few steps away from propaganda on some level I hate I, I hate to use the that, word actually. propaganda, but it feel it, it, again. I was I was that was one thing I was very much taken aback by. Um, was that yeah, like like even like the scene when he's like driving at night and he's like talking to God and he's got the prayer beads oh and God, whatnot. The prayer beads. <laughs> the, the, that that was uh, what Thanos wanted the whole time was those prayer beads. 
<laughs> but yeah, this movie, um, these movies, um, they deal with these subjects, and again, they're they're broad comedies, and you know, I also think it shows us too, because you know, we I I don't have really a nostalgic attachment to Bruce Almighty. I have more something of little Nicky, but it shows us too mm-hmm. that it's okay to move on from things as well. Yeah, speaking speaking for us, we're not trying to make any judgments on anybody who likes these movies. No, no, no. But it's okay for your tastes to evolve and change like if you asked me like 15 years ago like i would say this is like the like little nicky is like the funniest thing i've ever seen like it's really funny i i i I would have told i would have told you that both these movies are probably dvd i probably would have owned both of these on dvd when they were when they were out i think i've i think i've little nicky somewhere on dvd still (laughs) (laughs) um but i think I think that's the whole point, especially with comedy, because like I said, comedy is the thing that that ages the quickest of most anything, because especially in a, in a sense that, you know, comedy is timely and that it's, it's always of its time period. And so a lot of the jokes in both these movies or a lot of the approaches in both these movies might have been acceptable in 2000 and 2003, but you look at them by today's standards and it's very much not the case and and we look at a lot of modern comedies and i i i could i would say they've definitely evolved to a degree there's probably there's definitely some that you can look at and go yeah especially in 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 adam sandler's movies or to another degree maybe even jim carrey's movies but i do think that in a way i think comedy has has been able to evolve and there's no shame in, in looking back at some of these movies and, and going, yeah, this is not funny anymore. It probably wasn't funny to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like like you were saying, if you like these movies, that's fine. But I think it also shows, if you're going to do a broad comedy with these subjects, I think it works better if you just are doing it just knowing that you're just making a movie versus like, it's like I look at Little Nicky and I look at Bruce Almighty. Broad comedy probably wouldn't have been the right avenue for a movie like Bruce Almighty. Mm. because like like the way his character is and the way everything plays out juxtaposed with like the more religious aspect just seems like a clash yeah really mm-hmm. and whereas with little Nicky, like they never really make any sort of big broad claims or any themes or put anything out there so it just doesn't it's not as bad by any means in that regard that's all i had to say on that <laughs> yeah i mean Again, I'm appreciative that K- Caitlin brought these, brought the, brought, you know, brought up Little Nicky, honestly, because it, it's it's something different to talk about, and you know, normally, normally we're it, it's a different avenue for us to explore as far as discussing these movies, uh, discussing well, any yeah, any sort of movie. We, I, I don't think we've even talked about a broad comedy yet. Not to my, not like not like nothing in this ballpark that I can. No, because the closest, like as far as like straight up like a comedy episode was, ironically enough, when we talked about the two Hitler movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and one of the movies here features Hitler, so... Hey! Full circle. <laughs> full circle, you know, but um, this, th- yeah, th- these are two, it's an interesting case um, as far as broad comedies, but folks, what are your favorite um, Adam Sandler movies? What are your favorite Jim Carrey movies? Um, you know, do you enjoy Harvey Keitel's portrayal of the devil? Do you enjoy um, Morgan Freeman's portrayal of God? Um, what, um, what is the best fashion statement of all time and why is it, uh, Reese Fons as Adrian? Please let us know. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We both have letterboxes. 
You can check out check out what we're watching. Even we're, we don't just watch podcast stuff. Sometimes we actually watch things that are not part of the podcast. Richard's been doing an interesting uh, watch through of things, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, he'll get to anyway in the video at some point. Um, I, I've I, I will say I filmed one shot of it so far. It's it's the filming has begun on that one, and I'm actually wanting to try some different things with it. So it might be it might be a second, but it'll it'll be exper- out. It's experimental, so. All right, I'll I'll keep that in mind for mine, and just keep I'll keep my thing as low as so we can just <laughs> surpass expectations with 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 yours. Uh, uh, hopefully, you like it. I'm gonna put some. Uh, I think I'll I think I'll enjoy it. But the rest of the people, we'll see what happens, uh, folks. That about wraps it up for this week's show. Check us out next week. Have a good night, everyone, and thank you, Caitlin. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out to Caitlin Campbell. Thank you so much for suggesting this week's episode. Send me more suggestions, please. And thank you, of course, to John and Kenny Armstrong, the duo of magical music that they are. Thank you so much once again, guys. And, of course, next week is an incredibly special episode because it is the one-year anniversary of Two Dudes, One double feature. See you then.